Hello, and welcome to Against Austin, an Against Me podcast. I'm Dwayne, and I'm here with Austin. How's it going? Hello. It's going great. It's Friday. Yeah. Well, not when people are hearing this. No, no, I don't know when people are going to hear this, but as we record it, it's Friday. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Uh, Well, it could be Friday. I mean, people don't listen to this right away, I guess. It could be any day. If you're listening to this on a Friday, happy Friday. I love you. Yeah, there you go. Um, This is the first episode that we have done where the number of episodes that we have completed is greater than the number of episodes that we have left. Oh, is this, so we're over the halfway point. Yes. This is episode number nine. And then after we finish this, we'll have seven more. All right. So, yeah, there's only three more like official studio albums. So. You shouldn't have told me that. Well, <laughs> I want you to be prepared for them. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Are there but, any more live albums? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. all right. I'm prepared. I'm uh, fine. I'm gonna work that out of my system later. <laughs> the second to last thing we will listen to is a is a is a live album that is uh an hour and a half long. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh we'll get to that. <laughs> that's that episode. that's in wrestling. What do they call that? The popcorn match? <laughs> like right sure, before you yeah. right before yeah. the main event, you gotta get up and go get your popcorn. Right. So they put right. on a yeah, that's all right. If I Absolutely. approach it that way, I'll be okay. <laughs> there you go. And that's kind of what this show is. It's uh <laughs> it's not gonna be the best episode we've ever done, but that doesn't no, okay. So it's not the best we album stuff. we've talked about. <laughs> right. The, we're still gonna make the best sure. we're still gonna make the best. <laughs> episode we can along those lines uh i don't really have anything too much to talk about this time i have not been to any shows or anything since our last uh episode so we but we do have some questions um we don't have a lot of questions but we had some very good questions that some of them really made me think a lot and one of them upset me but we'll get to that um (laughs) And actually, for once, I didn't write any of these down. So I saw them once, thought about them for a second. So I'm going to probably have to come up with shit on the spot this time. I thought really hard about the majority of these. This is this actually represents our contribution to this podcast, though. Like, you definitely do the lion's share of the work. <laughs> and, I just think about <laughs> well, this stuff. and I just come in and go, I don't know. It sounds like this to me. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey. Takes all types. What- that was the way that it was pitched to me. I said, do you want to do this podcast? And he said, you're going to do all the work. And I said, I didn't think about there being work. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. That's, I like, yeah, I did. I was like, I know how much this is going on. I went to work and I was talking to a coworker, which is, you know, this is like a horrifying thing you'd never do. But I mentioned that I was like, yeah, so I started another show. I'm on a second podcast now. And the guy looked at me and he's like, why the fuck would you do that? And I was like, it'll be fine. No worries. But uh, <clears throat> Let's get into the questions. Uh, we had a few from Twitter and a few from your Discord. Let's start with Allie, a.k.a. Queen Hooker. who who we've talked about many times before she asked three questions okay now the first question here (laughs) this really made me laugh if you know me personally this is an amazing question to ask me but uh what she asked was (laughs) you wake up refreshed and ready to kick the day's ass what's on the agenda working out 
making a fun coffee, smoothie, breakfast, taking a walk. Now, I'm going to say right away, I don't know if I've ever one time in my life woken up (laughs) and was like, I'm so ready to go today. Oh, I can't wait. I'm not a morning guy. I don't, I don't, but I will say this. I'll say this to answer the question. The first thing I do every day is take my dog for a long walk. So I do, so I do take a walk. And then I'm really, but I I don't drink coffee at all. I've never drank coffee. Do you drink coffee? Yes. I just never, I just never got into it. I don't like it. Not into it at all. A smooth. I've never made my own smoothie. Now I will get a smoothie occasionally, but I'm not making it. I go to like a stand or something. Now I will cook my own breakfast uh, if I don't have to be at work early in the morning. If I have to be at work early in the morning, I'm just grabbing something. But uh, yeah, I'll cook breakfast. But definitely take the dog for a walk first thing in the morning. Main thing I do is just smoke weed to like right away. So just. <laughs> Smoke, smoke weed and hang out with the dog until it's time to work. <laughs> what about you, Austin? Uh, well, when I finish screaming as loud as I can into a pillow, uh, no. Uh, usually, I wake up and I just. Like, who are these people that are that wake up and are just like, I'm ready to go. I'm so happy to be awake in the morning. Yeah, I, just, I don't like, I don't, dude. I tr- I've try. I try like as I've gotten older to be more patient with people. It really like physically upsets me to have a person speak to me within like the first hour that I'm awake. <laughs> you know, it, I, I was actually a really big morning person for a long, long time. And my clock has just been demolished by COVID. Like that was, that was sure. what did it. And now I can't wake up early to save my life. But usually right as I get up, like my, my cat will hear my alarm and he jumps yeah. in like, jumps in goes lays right next to me and just kind of chills for a minute which is yeah. a nice way to ease into it get up from working from home that day i will make coffee black that's i don't do anything fancy but black with a little splenda in it um i just like it to punch me in the face it's like just give it to me as like pure as you possibly can but and then i i'll make breakfast maybe usually like an omelet and then i'll look at whatever is left over and mix it in like if there's any veggies in the fridge that are already cooked and i'll throw them in there and then i fucking go at it it's nothing exciting i definitely don't do anything exciting when i go to work to the office i actually it's a little different because i will i walk about a mile and a half to uh, a ferry and then get on the ferry, which takes me across the river into Manhattan, get off there in my office is a few blocks from where the ferry gets off. So that's a little, that's a little different. That's my energetic get up there. But these days it's so fucking hot here. Like I just turn into a, a bar rag yeah. by the time I get to work. It's like, I just sweated through everything. Sure. Went on. Oh, I can't even imagine. All right. She has two more questions. And the next thing she wants to know is what is the cringiest thing anyone has ever said to you? Now, I got two stories I'm going to tell here. The first one is the first thing that just immediately came to my mind. Um, I'll tell one, and then I'll let you answer, and then I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> so the first story is very quick. Um, I had a professor in college that I had for two or three classes, and she was a younger woman, and she behaved very erratically. 
and people really did not enjoy her classes, but I, I loved her because she was just like wild. She would be very passive aggressive to like the other women in the class. <laughs> uh, and she would just answer things very sarcastically. She would get very easily annoyed with people and, uh, but I found her to be funny and she liked me for whatever reason we got along. But I remember one day we had a class that was like, it was like a round table discussion. Right. And the whole class every day was just, or we didn't have it every day, but two or three times a week. And it was literally just like a, an open talk basically. But I remember uh, she came in one day about 15 minutes late and she came in and she slammed her stuff on the table and she stood up and she goes, ladies, I'm going to give you some advice. If you meet a man who's in his twenties or thirties and he doesn't have any close friends, that should be a red flag and you should not date him. And she just <laughs> moved on with class. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she wasn't wrong, but oof, that's a weird place to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's 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 your story? Uh I'm gonna shorten this as much as I can. Okay. But when I first moved to New York City, like almost 21 years ago, I didn't know my ass from my elbow. Like I was a dumb kid. I didn't even figure out like what I was into. Like my my sexuality was in question. Everything was like up in the air. Right. Sure. Like I knew deep down inside. I knew I was gay, but I didn't I hadn't really made progress or come to terms with any of that. Sure. So there was this there in the in the dorm. It was not actual dorms, but it was like student housing off-site so you had p- kids from like all different schools that were living in this place and so there was a, a, a girl that lived next door to m- me and my roommate at the time was a guy named jared and she was very flirty with me and jared was like yo she's really hot like you should you should you should ask her out and i'm thinking what do i do okay maybe sure like yeah okay we'll go out on a date i hadn't like i said i was right this is a a, a, this is more than i've ever like disclosed on any podcast just so you know i saved it for this one so i (laughs) i don't even know if this is cringy this is just like weird uh so I was like, okay, maybe. And so I there at the Met, the Met Museum, Metropolitan Museum of Art, there was an upcoming show and it was Artemisia Gentileschi, who's a 17th century Italian painter. I'm really showing my art school nerdery, but she was like this revolutionary painter because at that time there weren't a lot of female painters. And um, and so I was talking to this girl. I for the life of me do not remember her name. Um, but I, I probably should have, maybe, or maybe I intentionally just forgot. We were talking and I mentioned, I was like, hey, there's this show going on at the Met. It's a 17th century Italian painter, um, you know, who's who I, I really like her work. Would you want to go see it? And so she said, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. And I was like, OK, I guess it's a date. Right. <laughs> so I should have known when we were on the train that this was going to be a problem. So we're on the subway train and I started talking to her and I said, so, you know, what's your major? Cause you don't go to my school, right? You went to Pace university. He said, what, what are you majoring in? And she said, math. 
And I was like, oh, cool, math. All right. That's something I don't hear a lot. Like, I'm an art student. So math is like the other end of like what I do. And I said, well, are you like good with numbers? Did you already like always like math? Did you like, what is it the, that kind of drew you to that major? I'm trying to make conversation. We're on the subway. We're going. It's a long way to the Met. And she goes, God told me to be a math major. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I went, do what? <laughs> and she said, yes, God came to me in a dream and told me that I needed to be a math major. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. The date hasn't even started. Dwayne, yeah. And I'm stuck on a fucking train <laughs> underground with her. This is like yeah. early cell phone. This is, there's no way for me to get out of this thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I did art because I was a good, I drew stuff. Well, I don't know. That was my illustration major. We get to the place. I'm like trying to like make the best of this. And so we go in, this is a 17th century Italian painter, right? What do you think they paint pictures of the fucking Bible, right? all over the place like these are pictures of christ oh, the cross. these just are like right yeah like these are like stuff from the old testament she's painting pictures of esther and this is like all this wild shit and so i mean i swear in my memory she ran up to every painting and studied it and then she would look at me and she goes you know when we're married we should put oh, something like this no. <laughs> no 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 just wait she goes, well, we're married. We should put something like this up in our prayer room. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? And I, like, I don't have a cell phone to text Jared and go, what the fuck is this going? What are, like, you got to come here now. now. <laughs> and if he did, it would have taken him an hour to get there. We we're so far away. We're living in Brooklyn. It's way up in Manhattan. And so I'm like, and it like, Dwayne, I swear to God, it happened over and over and over again. And I was like, I, I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I'm so, there's so much confusion going on in my head because I'm like, I'm oh, not, God. I'm not going to, I don't want to sleep with this person. Like she's, she's, she's very attractive. She's beautiful. But like, uh, this is crazy. This is like a level of crazy that I didn't see coming. And so <laughs> the, the, the date wraps up and like we go, but wait, <laughs> she lives next door to me. Like it's, oh, we live uh, yeah. like, it's not even like yeah. I can just never see her again. So sure. I was like, Oh, I had a really fun, nice time. And I was like, no, there was no, like, I didn't, I didn't even hug her. I was just like, I really appreciate you coming with me. And I was like, yeah. okay, bye. And I went back yeah. to, and I'd see her a bunch. And I, and I, I, you know, just always go hi. And it was just a high high thing. And it never, there was never any follow up from her. I think she got the, the, the hint that I was like, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, wow. that was, that was made me cringe and panic and like want to run away as fast as I could all at the same time. <clears throat> all right. So the other story I was going to tell was, um, I was talking to Austin a little bit about this beforehand, but uh, there was a, when I was in high school, there was an older kid. He was a, I believe a senior when we were freshmen. He may have been a year younger than that. I don't remember, but uh, for the sake of the story, I'm going to call him Jeff. And um, everyone thought he was really cool. Like, the cool popular freshman kids that I was like trying to fit in with uh, really thought this guy was like super cool. And so I of course thought he was like the coolest guy, you know? And um, so I remember a few years later, it was new year's Eve. And I believe we were like, I think I know I had my license. I was probably a junior in high school and it was me, my friend and this guy, and we were hanging out on new year's Eve right 
and we were just kind of drinking and hanging out the three of us and uh there was like an ad for like a video game or something you remember in the late 2000s they would have like these sexy video games oh, or yeah. whatever you know yeah. like peak maxim magazine <laughs> yeah and i just remember i said ah oh, that's so weird you know <laughs> like uh i just don't i don't get it it's like it's a drawing you know <laughs> this guy looked at me and he got very serious and he goes hey man like a real person can be like flawed and imperfect but like they design video game women to be like perfectly symmetrical and like have like the perfectly designed bodies and i just like was like ah and if i was not drunk i would have just made up a reason to leave (laughs) but i just like i remember like i never i thought that guy was like the coolest guy in the world before and i never talked to him again after that i was just like oh that's weird it was so weird that's so awkward i mean i I don't know his his actual i see why you're hanging out with us still like i i can see why you don't you haven't yeah i was like oh buddy oh no like yeah so not that i was very popular with the ladies at that point in my life but uh i was i was still like oof, i don't know what that meant i remember i don't even remember what i said because i remember thinking like i don't really want to fight about this but i don't want him to think that i agree with that <laughs> so i probably just said something like yeah man sure you know or yeah, whatever you know, uh, that's, what, that's what you can do though in those kinds of situations you can just be like, yeah all right yeah well okay <laughs> Just like, all right, man. I've never been an anime guy. Or, no, you know, either. I'm a little old for it, I think, and I, I miss that, that. All right, awesome. Way. But let's move on to her final question. She asked, What is the cringiest thing you've ever said to anyone? I'm gonna let you go first this time. All right, so I am gonna do this. This is a a follow-up to a to a story I've told on this podcast already, but I only told half the story because it was fucking embarrassing and I wasn't gonna do that. But now okay. I'm going to tell you the whole story. So I told a story about how my brother and I were at super, super, the Superdome in uh, New Orleans for WrestleMania. And we ran sure. into Okada. What I didn't tell you is that I was so excited slash discombobulated. And I'm, I'm a, this was not long enough ago for me to be like, Oh, I was a dumb kid. No, I was a grown ass person like there's no reason for me to ever have reacted this way but when i saw him let's tell people what year this was this what 2018 april 2018 right so So, four years ago four years ago i was currently in your 40s yes yes 30 i was in my 30s at the time (laughs) okay all right just making this he's just twisting the knife uh (laughs) and we spotted him he was nice enough to turn around and talk not talk to us but acknowledge that we were there and i did like the stupidest thing i possibly could have done and without thinking about it i actually bowed to him oh no oh no I, I didn't do like my hands together bow why i don't know i don't know i don't oh, know something no. wrong with my brain it's like i know it's, it's totally fucking inappropriate I, you know what i'm gonna say to make you feel a little better 
What? I bet dudes do that to him all the time. I know, but I don't want to be one of those dudes. And I didn't mean to. And I like afterwards, he walked away and I was like, I feel like an idiot. My brother was cool. My younger brother totally understood. He was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was pathetic. It was horrible. I just, I, yeah. I, 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 there's plenty of ones when I was young and I could say that's really cringy, but I had to do one when I was an adult and I knew better and I did it anyway. God damn it. <laughs> well, first of all, I just cringe about every conversation I've ever had with anyone. <laughs> I think about something I just said to like, like I, um, <clears throat> I recently went on vacation at work and, it, and we have a very small store and, uh, basically you have to go ask the woman like, uh, how many vacation hours do I have? And I asked her and she wrote it down for me. And then she told me like, Oh, you got it. and it was like way more than I was expecting. And I got so excited. I was like, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I like, I thought about that like 30 seconds. And I was like, Dude, she thinks you're an idiot. Like, and, and I like, I don't care, but it's also just like, Oh, so it's like, I, so like, I have so much in, like social anxiety that I relive like most conversations that I have, uh, and I saw so many things and uh, that I could say here. Uh, and Conrad offered to help. It's it, you know what I want to. I would say the one thing that I do still to this day, I've tried to not, and I, I've gotten better about it. Is yeah. if you're at a restaurant and the waiter says, "Enjoy your meal," I always go, "You too," and then go, "Oh yeah." Oh God. And I don't think that that's uncommon, but boy. I, I tell you, I did that recently. Um, I was going to a wrestling show and I would I bought like a parking ticket and the guy goes, All right, buddy, enjoy the wrestling. And I was like, You too, buddy. And I was like, Oh fuck, he's not gonna enjoy <laughs> it. Go he's gonna be pissed. He's gotta sit yeah, here all night. Sit in the goddamn parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but the story I was good. So I had all kinds of stories that I was gonna tell because like I said especially interacting with people in bands or wrestlers and stuff. I just think of so many things, but um, I thought of a story that kind of involved against me. So I thought that was what I would go with. Um, And God, I really do cringe about this now, but um, I know you're probably not familiar with the band Cobra Skulls. Are you not at all, Uh, (laughs) but they were, they were a a punk band that I was really into. Uh, And they were around sort of in the, the late 2000s early 2010s okay and uh i i went to see them open for me first in the gimme gimme's right nice. yeah it was a very good concert and um it's just probably like 2009 or 10 and i remember they had like a really sick hoodie at like the merch stand and i wanted to get it and i was like ah and it, the singer was like there and i was super into this band at the time they were like a band that I was really, really into. And so um, I start talking to the guy and dude, I don't know why I fucking said this. But I told this guy, I like your band almost as much as against me. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say that? (laughs) You were just being honest. I know, but I could have just had to mention that part. I just remember I was like, oh yeah, thanks, man. That's I was like, cool, cool. I was like, I gotta tell you, man, like I like your pant almost as much as I like that it is me. And he really just kinda, fucking cringy. He just kind of looked at me and he goes, Okay, thanks. <laughs> and I just had to leave. <laughs> 
Like, man, you were like my third favorite band of all time. <laughs> and I mean, the fucking second I walked away, I said, why did you say that? <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> and still to this day, like they have not made any new music and I think like over 10 years. So it's not a band that I listen to like a ton. Right. But every now and then they'll pop up on my Spotify or I'll want to hear one of their songs will pop in my head or something. And that'll be the first thing I think about is looking that guy right in the face and going like, yeah, man, I think you guys are almost as good as it gets me. (laughs) Yeah, that one's rough. So I'm going to try to avoid that when I go see it to the state. I'm I'm not going to say, I think you're almost as good as it gets me. If I manage to get out more than like, um, can I get an extra large this one and not embarrass myself? I'll be happy, but usually I'll probably say something stupid and immediately we'll walk away and go like, oh, damn, why didn't you just say thanks? You know, why can't you be normal? Just leave it. Why can't you just be normal? <laughs> now, listen, this is like, this is perfectly human. This is what all of us do. All of us. All right. <clears throat> well, Allie. Thank you so much for good questions. questions. I have to tell you that um, I've like all of these really made me think about, and especially the last two questions about some things that I had not thought of in a long time. Oh my! And uh, I hadn't thought about that girl. I cannot fucking believe she said when we're married. That is insane. Yeah. Well, see, (laughs) you found the when we're married the insane part. I found the having a prayer room the insane part. So I mean, where I see where I grew up, that wouldn't be like. Yeah, we were in New York City. I was like, what the fuck is this? When I was in, even in college, if a girl had said that to me, I would have thought nothing of it. You know, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, no Christian girl would have been going out with me anyway. But um, if they had said that, I would have thought, oh, yeah, that's fine. I wonder, but, uh, where, now that you've said it, like, I wonder what happened to her. Like, I really just, and I have no way. I'm sure she like, found a husband. I'm sure. And she's got a prayer she kid. she was attractive eight- and that ready to go. She found a guy. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Eight kids. And and he's probably, you know, hates himself and he works like 80 hours a week. And, you know, I wish hey. there was a way. I, I just do not remember her name to save my life. Like I couldn't couldn't even begin to try and find her on social. <laughs> also, I probably don't. I don't have true social, so I might not be able to find her. All right. Awesome. Let's move on. <laughs> we could talk about this stuff all night. I have so many cringe stories, but uh Awesome. Let's move on. We have two questions. <sighs> oh, I know exactly. I just, I just already know who these are from. Ed from Pod Van Dam. Uh, <clears throat> from Ed from Pod Van Dam. Your co-host. Yeah, and someone who really is a good friend of me and the show and me you. Too. Yeah, yeah. I love Ed. Overall, really great love guy. But one of the questions that he asked. We'll get into the first question that he asked. Okay. <laughs> he asked Austin, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, what is your Taco Bell order? I don't know if this is going to draw some ire, but I am a big fan of the Taco Bell chicken quesadillas. Okay. And I get the chicken quesadilla. I think that's fair. And I add black bean to it. Okay. And that, and that is, that is my go-to. I'll throw in like a, I'm more of a chicken guy than beef. So I'll throw in like, if I'm really hungry, I'll do that. And then I'll do like a couple of chicken soft tacos. 
and that that's it man i'm good to go that's 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 me rock and roll 100 okay. percent I'm going to say, first of all, I don't eat Taco Bell that often. I don't either. I, like, there's actually not a lot of them here. Where where I live, like there's a large Hispanic population. So within 20 minutes of me, there's easily seven or eight Mexican restaurants that are very good. But so like, once in a while, you just got yeah, to so, scratch that itch. <laughs> I do like the Mexican pizza. I, I, don't, I take the beans off, though. I don't like the I only I'm not a big beans guy. I like black beans, but that's that's about it yeah but the other i I tell you what my favorite thing there is the cheesy gordita crunch where they have like a taco and then they wrap a soft taco around it and they put some kind of ranch sauce or something on it yeah yeah that's the thing i always get if i'm going like i get one of those for sure yeah you got to get the stuff that's that's like specific to taco bell right but i mean i would say i eat taco bell like maybe twice a year have you heard of the Taco Bell Cantina locations? What's that? It's a, so it's a special Taco Bell that serves alcohol as well. So you can go in and get Taco Bell and a margarita. So it doesn't matter. I don't even know why I I just yeah. forgot. Great. And as I'm telling the story, I'm like, no, Dwayne doesn't give what a shit would about make, that. What would I think about what would make the experience of eating inside at a fast food restaurant more irritating if people had access to alcohol it's a little the the concept is a little they're trying to like upscale it like think like one step removed from like demolition man where taco bell is like the fancy restaurant it's somewhere it's like trying to be a fast casual place i don't know that's the concept we think carl marx thinks about that if you explain that concept to him you think you think he would be pleased with that? No, he wouldn't be pleased with that. But I wouldn't probably if I was talking to Marks, I probably wouldn't start with Taco Bell Cantinas. Yeah. There's a lot imagine, of stuff. Imagine because he's not that he's not that old, but you also think like, God, imagine just explaining like McDonald's like he'd be like, Oh, it was actually worse than I thought. Yeah, like I really there's nothing I can do here. Sorry. Yeah. But any, anyway, that's all right. Let me, let, can I take that's a break? Not, that's not yes, that's not what Ed asked about. Ed asked a second question that he insisted that we both answer. And uh I'm gonna let you read this one so I don't mispronounce anything. Uh on accident so uh why don't you go ahead and what did what did ed ask ed asked which song is better yes or yes by twice the k-pop band twice or it's supposed to be look to you but it's lxxk to you by yina and those are that's another (laughs) k-pop performer it's not a it's not a group it's just a single you know this is a music podcast. <laughs> this people, is so hard for you. <laughs> people have the opportunity to ask about all kinds of music. We talked about all kinds of music on this podcast. I've talked about how I've personally this year, maybe I, ha- I don't know if I have or have not talked about this or not, but I personally this year have really made an effort to try to get into like newer music and, and, and newer bands Nobody gives a shit about what I think about any of that. This is what I get asked. <laughs> but Austin, <clears throat> because Ed is my my good friend, I did listen to both of these. I, you know what? You answer first, and then because I got I got a lot to say here. 
Uh, okay. What are these two songs that you think was better? So I I am a I'm fan of Twice. It's one of the K-pop groups that I I like. Uh, they're not my absolute favorite. They are Ed's absolute favorite. So, um, but he, I mean, Ed knows when Twice goes on tour. If they hit New York, we're gonna go together. Like I'm gonna go see Twice live. Yina is a newer performer that Ed found and sent my way. And to answer this question, I like the Yina song quite a bit more than the 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 Twice song. Um, and I don't know how you feel. I'm really curious about how you, but it's just it was fun K-pop song. K-pop is, you know, very I'm, saccharine and <laughs> overproduced. But that's you know that going into it because that's what it is. I really find this music to be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one of these songs really made me upset <laughs> just everything about what was going on you're gonna break his heart you're gonna <laughs> this is about the third time that i've listened to one of their songs that he sent me a twice song and said listen to this i send him music he doesn't give a fuck he's not listening to it but Just like this had 345 million listens on YouTube. And I think about that, right? And I think about like how much money is tied up in this fucking group that I'm sure these, no offense to these poor women, like, but I'm sure because I'm sure they're not getting any of the money either. But like you're talking millions, and then there's fucking the bands that I like are playing in a goddamn bar. But the world is I just what I I cannot conceive of a reason someone would want to listen to this. I just I don't get it. Well, I can't think of one reason. But I don't think Ed, I don't think Ed is a creep. No, no. So I don't know what about this appeals to him. Um, The other song by Yina was all right. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I didn't like it. I would never listen to this in a million years. But I'll tell you what I did is I finished the whole song. There was I'm like proud. three minutes, three minutes long. I listened to the whole thing. I thought, all right, this twice I got about a minute in and I was so upset. I had to cut it off. I just was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. There's two, like, it's so noisy. What's your and, answer? Yes or yes. No, it's the other one. <laughs> the other no, that's, the, one. that's from the twice song. That's the, that's the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that, which is also pretty creepy but uh, i mean it's just it's like it's so noisy and like i don't know i'm just not into like the vocal style of the but there's nine members of twice how can you not find one of them you like and that includes two two rappers they have two rappers that's oh god i've never made it to a part where there's a rap 
I've never made it that far. <laughs> There's not in that song. <laughs> but um, well, I've listened to about three twice. I've listened to about 45 seconds to a minute of three twice songs. But um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Uh, yeah. I think you were going to say something about how many people are in the group. Yeah. 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 A band should never be more than five people max. Any more than that, something weird's going on. You know what I mean? That's too many people up there. How are you all getting along? What's going on? <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me nine people are in this group and they're all happy. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I just I that's don't... not even the largest of the K-pop groups. There's some giant one. What is the um there's one that has like 20. Why don't they all just do solo albums? That's gotta be more lucrative. Yeah, there's a ton. Um, I just don't understand how it's so popular. I don't know what's going on. Because this is this is what I wanted to say earlier, <clears throat> and I forgot. This is like the most just vapid and meaningless music I've ever heard in my life. Like, I just, there's just nothing you could take away from it. There, there's a there's a boy K-pop group that has 23 members. What's going on? <laughs> we got two more questions here. Lay it on me. I really let's don't move know on. These are. The first one is from someone that I did not know listened to the show, but they asked a question, so they must listen. Uh, and this person is Trevor Charity, and he is at Trevor Charity oh, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, and he's a Pod Van Dam guy guy that I've known for a while, and he asked, Austin, what is your preferred place to go on vacation or just to go away? Now, if you don't have an answer yet, I can go ahead and answer. I Well, I don't have a place that I've gone to, not many places that I go to repeatedly. You know, I would right. say the my favorite place I've ever been on vacation was probably Copenhagen. I don't know why. I just had a good time. It was the only time that I was on vacation. And when it was time to leave, I was like, I'm kind of bummed about leaving. Like, usually I'm like, get me home. I'm ready to be home. Um, But I do, I do often go up to see my dad, who's about three hours north of here. And he lives on a, on a farm. I mean, a dairy, like a, like there's cows everywhere and it smells like shit all the time, but it's super relaxing and super peaceful. So I dig it. And he makes some edibles that will cave your fucking skull in because he doesn't actually mix or measure anything. He just kind of wings it. So these little, these little bitty cookies are like a hundred milligrams because he just is chaos and it's all the stuff that he grows in his garden. So that's a good time. I've only been on one out of the country uh, vacation in my life, and it was to Mexico when I graduated high school. I did the Can- same thing. We you went to Cancun. Cancun. Me yeah. too. <laughs> and, uh, did you go to the Frogs? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. I remember, uh, I'll tell you two stories about that, though. First of all, uh, Jeff, who I mentioned earlier, was on the trip. Of course he this, was. Yes, because it's so funny because we were we had all just graduated high school, and um, one girl's parents came. That's the only reason I was allowed to go. 
because her parents went to our church and they were very strict and she was very like never got in trouble always had great grades but i remember as soon as we got we were on we got off the plane and we were on the bus to the hotel and her dad we were all sitting there and her dad goes all right guys i don't care what any of you do just don't let your parents know that we knew about it <laughs> that was the last thing they had to say <laughs> and so uh, but so um we get there and of course uh you have to check in at the hotel and yep. uh I was the only one in the group who was under 18, right? Um, and there was also this girl's older sister. She also came and Jeff. They were they were about three or four years older than all of us. Uh, and so we're sitting there thinking of a plan, right? Because even though I'm not, I've never been like a heavy drinker, but in high school I did drink and certainly on this vacation the plan was to just drink as much as possible, you know? Yeah. And so we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And someone had the genius idea of, okay, you and Jeff, we had to check in in pairs, right? They said, you and Jeff check in for the same room. And he's like 22 or whatever. So they'll see that and go like, oh, yeah. And then they don't even think the card. You, that wait, was our plan. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why is this guy who's not in high school going with a bunch of high schoolers to Mexico? Like, that's some red flag shit right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean like. Respect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Like, Jeff was still in the picture after all these I years. Mean, I didn't invite him. <laughs> I didn't invite him. He's not a fucking chaperone. He's not going there with like good intentions. It's weird. Where's Jeff today? That's what I want to know. I haven't talked to him since this trip. I have no idea. But um, so of course I got carded, and uh, I, I had to wear a special bracelet that said that I was eighteen. But I would say like eighty percent of the time, I just had to stick my hand in my pocket when I went up to the bar. <laughs> that was that was well, the cool thing was is that because you were rooming with Jeff. He knew what the bracelet looked like. Well, we so did he not, could, not, we, okay. We did what, not, I want to say we did not room together. Okay, After but we checked anyway, in, I was because I because they said you and him go check in together. And I said, I don't want to room with him. I want to room with Craig, right? Which is not his real name either, but that's who <laughs> and and they said, Okay, you, Craig, and Mike will share a room, the three of you. And I was like, Okay, that's fine. I'm not staying with him. And they were like, okay. And uh, well, the point I was going to make is that the fact that you got that bracelet in front of Jeff, now he knew what he looked like. And so he could find girls that had the same bracelet the entire well, trip. No, I never even considered that. That's dark. Yeah, really. But, That's um, what I bring to the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> the other thing that happened um, was I got drugged at a bar. Oh, no. Fuck, dude. Yeah. So, um, I, and um, I remember this very vividly. As, um, so they basically told us, like, listen, the hotel can't serve you alcohol if you have this bracelet, wink, wink. But if you go to the bars, they don't give a shit. They don't care, right. which was true. So we went on this tour 
one night, you know, where you go to like six bars in a night and you're, you're there for like an hour and then you go somewhere else. And then you, so, uh, we went to this one bar that was like really dark, like super fucking dark. And like people weren't even really dancing. They were just kind of like hanging out at tables and stuff. This is already like a very weird <laughs> uh, vibe. <laughs> and I remember like, um, I, uh, we ordered some drink and I drank something and I felt something like hit my tooth. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I remember, and then like uh, about 30 minutes later, like the girl whose parents went, who did not drink this entire trip, but hung out with everyone and like, you know, we're smoking weed and people are getting coke. <laughs> we're getting, we're doing <laughs> roofies, I guess. <laughs> and so I just remember looking at, we left that bar and uh, I was like, hey, I really hate to do this to you. I know this is awkward, but I'm going to need to lean on you and have you help me up these steps because I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to get up there without your help. And she was like, okay. She was so pissed, but she did do it because Aww. we had known each other since we were small children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I realized, and then I don't remember anything after that for like 10 hours. That's not good, man. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was scary. But, um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is like, um, I pref- I really just prefer to go to like concerts or wrestling than like go to a destination and just like blow a bunch of money on that. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah. Um, Cause I just I like to be home with my pets, you know. Home is good. Uh, Older you get, yeah. the better it is. I'll tell you what I did get into during COVID. Um, was I got back into going to the mall. Like, really? uh, I li- yeah, I live in a very rural area, so all the malls are like forty-five minutes to an hour away. But like once every three or four weeks, I would just go to the mall and uh, it was was cool because there'd be there'd be nobody there and like uh there it was always very strict about like masks and but you could go to the food court right and you could eat inside and there would be no one else around but it was almost like you were doing it for real you know <laughs> like you could go and order food and then go sit down at a table that was in public and eat it and that was like <laughs> You know what I mean? That was like one of the few things that kept me from like completely losing my mind was like, well, this is almost, this is almost because there would be like at least fucking, if there was anyone else eating, they would be like at least 50 feet away from, you know what I mean? Like like, it would be the giant food court, you know, but there's like 12 tables set up in the entire space, you know what I mean? And no one in there. Yeah, yeah. And then if you went into a store and like you weren't an insane person and you were there to like buy something, most of the employees were just like happy to like see someone. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God this makes our day go by a little quicker. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that was one thing that I got into doing. Not, not as much anymore. It was more like when it was really bad. Right. But uh, still occasionally I'll go to the mall. The thing I learned about the mall though now is there's just nothing going on. No, like there's very it's a relic. 
it's a it's but, a, it's a uh, yeah it's not a thing anymore just too bad because i got a lot of good memories of going to malls as a oh, younger yeah. person i think i think about how much time as a young person that we just spent like you would just go to a place and just not do anything for hours yes yes <laughs> and now i feel like we're in this like and maybe this is like boomer austin going like I feel like there's this like lack of being able to just be fucking bored with other people. I see. I love it because I'm so anxious. I love just being able to pull out my phone the second I'm alone in a public space. Oh, see, I don't. I'm just like, I'm just like chill, you know, <laughs> All right, I'll walk Trevor, and not put in headphones just so I can like hear people talk. And if I am out, I, and I'm not at work where they specifically have told me you can't have headphones on when you have headphones on, on the floor, then I've got headphones on. Oh yeah. No, I love and, uh, eavesdropping and listening to people talk and picking up all the city sounds. I'm very different than you in that way. All right. But Trevor, thank you very much for Trevor, your question. I love you. Man. We have one more question. We have spent a lot of time on the questions. And yeah, we have you something. <laughs> this next one, I got a lot to say about. Here we go. All right, Austin, the final question comes from Conrad, who, you know what, Conrad gets a shout out on like every episode, so. And she should. Sure. She should, absolutely. But uh, she asked, would you rather live in a world where everything that happens in wrestling is real, but the TV show WandaVision doesn't exist or a world where Wanda is real, but wrestling doesn't exist. And you said that you wanted to go first because I have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I, I, so, I, mine's pretty simple. I, since I was a kid, wanted wrestling to be real. <laughs> and I want everything to be real because I feel like the shit that goes on on screen is usually better and less disappointing than the shit that happens off screen sure now i will also say and conrad might be disappointed in me and it's what it is i have not watched wandavision because i found that scarlet witch was one of my least favorite parts of any of the avengers movies so i didn't watch it i just didn't i didn't i was like ah it's whatever it is i I kind of pick and choose my marvel stuff so sure uh, that's that's me being as honest as i can conrad i think you're fucking awesome so don't hold that against me but if you do i understand she's all right before i answer the question i'll tell a story uh talking about as you were a kid you wanted wrestling to be real and this is kind of along the cringe uh thing too when i was a kid I've talked about how I watched wrestling with my grandfather and he would always tell us that it's not real. They're helping him. But there was about a six month period where I was adamant that it in fact had to be real because if it was fake, how come nobody can beat Goldberg? (laughs) And I was just like, he was like, they decide who wins and loses. I was like, Okay, well, if that's true, how come Goldberg never loses? You're telling me they've just they've not told him to lose? Bullshit. Uh, and then he did in fact lose, and I was like, ah, I see. Yeah. So I, when when I was okay, and I'll I'll share one that when I was a kid, uh, earthquake um, smashed and sat on Hulk Hogan. 
on the brother love show and he did it over and over again and it pulled uh hulk hogan off of tv because he was filming like mr nanny or suburban commando any one of the one of the movies that he did and so the WWE ran this thing where it was like write a letter to hulk hogan because he's out hurt and he's in the hospital and he's clinging for his life and and i fucking did and hulk hogan hulk <laughs> yeah. hogan yeah <laughs> hulk hogan big quotes uh sent me a postcard back saying uh, you know thank you so much brother uh blah, 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 getting better i'll be back hh and all this stuff and uh you know i didn't really think about it until later i listened to the, the early on i listened to the uh bruce pritchard podcast and he said that the reason they did it was to put together a mailing list of all these wrestling <laughs> fans and so when you wrote it uh, or when you wrote a letter they had your fucking return address and they would sign you up for the catalogs and start sending them to you <laughs> but man that shit was real to me all right <clears throat> austin i thought a lot about this question because you think a lot about every question that's true, but this one was a this one was a tough one, okay? Because I will say, uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies uh, and just superheroes and that kind of thing in general. I don't know if I would say Scarlet Witch is my favorite MCU character up at the top, though. Really, my favorite. See, like, she's one of my favorite kind of characters. Like her, I, I always love Jean Grey and Venom and, like, Two-Face from Batman. Characters that are, like, battling, like, with their self as well as, like, whatever external issue that they're dealing with. Um, Wanda is certainly someone who has, like, a lot of, uh, I guess you would call it mental health uh, struggles. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to say this, Austin. I love the MCU stuff, but I I'm not watching a lot of these uh, these Disney Plus shows. <laughs> uh, I have seen some WandaVision. I've not seen the whole uh, series, uh, but I did love like her involvement in the latest like Doctor Strange movie. Um. And I actually do own like a uh, a Scarlet Witch action figure, like from WandaVision. Uh, so, yeah, pretty big fan of hers. All right. All right. So, I thought a lot about this. Here's the thing. What I took this to mean was, okay, if Wanda is real, right, then this means that we live in the MCU. Okay. So, so what, so the scenario would be that um, we exist inside of the reality that exists within those films. Right now, here's what I'm thinking about that. How do you go just like to work every day? Knowing like the Hulk is out there. You don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Wanda, I mean, God bless her. She was real. That's pretty dangerous. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want her out there. No, running around. You know, like how do you tell your kids, like, hey, stay in school? You know, when you got fucking like um, 
space aliens invading and shit. You know also, what I'm saying? Like, how, how do you send your kids to school when there's an imminent threat every day of that school being blown up? Right. Especially if Spider-Man goes there. You know what I mean? Right. Spider-Man goes to your school. You're fucked, buddy. Yeah. That school. Somebody's showing up. Every Hulk week. goes there. You're fucked. Yeah. Well, he's not a, a teen, though. You know what I mean? The Hulk's oh, the grown well, man. I just meant like Hulk shows up and some he throws somebody through the school. Sure. Yeah. That's not good. No. So, but then I got to thinking like, but if wrestling's real, there's a lot. There's a lot going on with that, too. There's a lot of like really bad people just walking the streets freely. You know what I mean? People who have done some like heinous things. Like the repo just, man? Well, just any, like, I mean, how many times has Steve Austin tried to murder somebody? You know what I mean? Triple H is out there hitting people with in the head with a sledgehammer. That ain't right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel so, like on, I mean, on a scale, wrestling doesn't kill as many people. Real wrestling doesn't kill as many people as real MCU. Well, that's true. They rarely, and nobody ever really dies in wrestling, except like in real life off screen. Uh, I can only think of maybe a couple of times where someone has died. Vince in his limo. That's true. So this was a tough one, but what I started thinking about Austin was at the end of the day, I don't want to live in a world where we don't have Cody Rhodes and Terry Funk and Hiroshi Tanahashi and Britt Baker and Mick Foley and Bianca Belair and the Young Bucks and Sable. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. We'd all be so much worse off if those people weren't around. So I'm going to say that I would rather live in a world where wrestling is real and, uh, and, and one that doesn't exist. I think that hits you harder than it hits me. Yeah. Well, Conrad and I have also bonded over being fans of Wanda. Uh, so that's part of it. She knew this question would get to me, but it's like <laughs> she programmed it for you. She hey, didn't expect yeah. me. I would give up all the X-Men if it meant that we kept uh, Cody Rhodes around. Yeah. The X-Men would be the hardest part. I got to be honest. Yeah. That's tough. So believe it or not. After all that, <laughs> two hours uh, later, <laughs> we got an album to talk about today. But do we? That, that was called <laughs> the original Cowboy, and uh, we'll just briefly get some background information. Most of it is all we have already talked about, um, as I mentioned on that episode before, which I believe Austin is episode four. Four. Yep. It was four. We talked about as the eternal cowboy. This was a trial run. They recorded sort of like a test version of the album before they went in the studio officially. And after doing this, they decided to make some changes to the final album. We'll get into that some. Basically, uh, the band, the production, the label, everything is the same as, as the Eternal Cowboy. If you want to go back and listen to that show, you can hear all about that. We're not going to retread it here. Uh, but what I am going to say, Austin, we always talk about the critics and the reviews, and uh, they did not appreciate this too much. Uh, this is pretty much universally uh, panned as just... Um, 
just sort of not necessary. That's what, no, to, you're being polite. What, what, what is it actually that they, most of these critics said? Well, they didn't say that. This is just what I thought is that like, there's a lot of cash grab albums out there by bands that are popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nirvana has a plenty. You know what I mean? Like, but even by those standards, this is egregious. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is really only for like the most diehard fan. There's like, you have to be paying like super close attention to this, to take anything away from it. Uh, Honestly, mostly because it doesn't, I mean, it, there's a difference, but it doesn't sound that much difference with yeah. a couple of exceptions well, than the studio album. Yeah, that's one issue. I was the first thing I was going to say is like, you know, we talked about this being demos, but they're not even really demos. And that's part mm. of the problem. Like when it, when you say like lots of bands will put out like bonus tracks or box sets or whatever, where they have demos. And when you think of a demo, it's like a raw or unfinished version of the song. Right. Maybe the lyrics are different. Maybe the melody is a little different. Maybe it's acoustic instead of electric. There's there's something that was like, ah, I see how, why they didn't do this and why they instead went with the final version. Or maybe you go, actually, I like this sort of rougher version better, whichever way that it goes. But here... This just feel like, in most cases, just rougher, sloppier versions of what showed up on the album. Also, and I'll add this, usually when there's demo versions, like you said, it's part of a box set, right? Or right. it's part, it's it's on... It's an anniversary uh, reissue. Right. It's not... The bonus track. Exactly. It's Or it's part of a compilation of a bunch of demos from a bunch of different, a bunch of different records. It is not released as a standalone album from just the demos from just one previously released album. Like, this is kind of like... You know, you know the other thing hmm. that this has really going against it, because not only are all the songs just like basically the album version, best song on the album, "Sink Florida Sink," just isn't here. There's just nothing. Yeah, and that really hurts this album. Like you're telling me there wasn't like one alternate take, there wasn't like a live version. They didn't have something they could just throw on here to have that song on here somehow also like i i just wonder and this is the most critical i've been of this band up until well, now i must say it's not their fault right probably i was but but also at the same time this is the most capitalistic album release you could ever fucking put out by an anti-capital band i don't i don't know this for a fact right but what I assume happened is that live album, even though it wasn't great, they didn't put a lot of effort or money into it. And it probably sold better than they were expecting. And they were just like, well, you know what? That. I think we can slap their name on anything. You mean fat records, right? Yeah. Fat records. I don't, because Gibson's not involved in this. 
they're working for sire she's making her solo album you know what i mean like right uh this is just like we own these master recordings we can release them the other thing is like cavalier eternal is just literally the version that was on the album (laughs) it's just like well what are we doing then and I know I told the story on the episode about how like they thought this demo version was better and that's why they went with it. But it's like, well then put the version they didn't use on here. Do something. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I just, would say this just seems like one of the most low effort it is like releases I have ever seen in my life. Like I, genuinely, the only version, the only song that was any different was uh um, unsubstantiated rumors. Yes, and I was gonna, I was gonna get to that a little bit later. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the only song that's different at all. Oh. I literally, I literally went through twice and listened to like the songs like back to back. Like I would listen to the one on ca- original Cowboy, too. and I would listen to the album, and, and like I would just be like, well, I don't know if there is a difference. It's cleaner on yeah the studio some of these are a little sloppier they they might be slightly faster but yeah it's just like it's not great i was really really disappointed with this at the time because i talked about this always being like one of my favorite albums of theirs it's either number one or number two depending on like what day you ask me but um, not this, but as the internal cowboy. Yes, as the internal cowboy. Uh, and so, you know, there was always the story that there's this alternate version of it that exists out there, you know, and now it's finally coming out like all these years later. And I remember being really excited about this, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to hear like this raw, unfinished version of this classic album. And I remember like this came out. And I listened to it and I was like, ah, no, (laughs) this is not, I was not sold uh, (laughs) what this is, but um, yeah. And I just remember being like, I remember that being like the first time I was let down by against me. And like I said, it's not their fault because even the live album, I didn't like it, but it's just kind of, well, it's a live, live album, album. You know? yeah, exactly. And then, but then with this, it was like, ah, this is this mythical version of this of like one of my favorite albums that exist. Nope. And it's like, oh no, actually no, it's not. It's just kind of like <laughs> they were just fucking around in the studio, and that's all this was, and that's all it was ever going to be. And I think one other thing that I wanted to point out here is like we've talked about this before, like, uh, and I think we specifically talked about it with this out with the, as the eternal cowboy, uh, how important the song order was. And like here, it feels like a much less coherent. Like the pace is off. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work. The, the, well, I mean, Cavalier eternal is right in the middle and we both said it was the perfect last song. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. I, like it just seems like no thought was even put into like what order the songs would be because it's a demo. <laughs> it's really I mean from Fat Wreck though you can change the fucking no, order of the songs. I, I think they don't give a shit. I think they were just well, looking. For I some think money. that's pretty clear. <laughs> I, I really like. I, I don't think they cared. I think, they dude. Did. I'm gonna. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, 
around this time and for a while before this and after this, I was really into fat records and like the bands that were on that label. And like, I used to order shit from their website a lot and they would always send you a lot of posters and stuff. But this is one of the most just like shameless releases of any artist that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, this is like, I wouldn't even say it's a shameless release of the artist. This is a shameless release of the record. For the label. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like, man, say what you want about the major labels. And like we talked about before, like Nirvana has a lot of pretty like uh, thrown together compilations and things. But I, I don't think any, I think any major label would be have enough shame to not put this out. This, this felt like an intern <laughs> looked at the, the, the song list and was like, so what we're going to do here is we're going to start with like a double mashup song. What and we're I gonna think in with a double mashup song. What I, what I think is this is just literally the, the order that they recorded it in. Okay. That's, that <laughs> might be true too. Yeah. Because we do, I do actually have a couple of quotes and uh, we'll get to that. In a minute, Austin, other than your best and worst song, which we'll get to later, uh, is there anything else you want to say about this? Not at all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Me either, man. I just, uh, I felt like we had to do this um, just because I want to talk about all of their catalog. And I'm sorry if people were really hoping for like an in-depth 45-minute breakdown of this uh, this album but uh i think 45 minutes is probably more thought than anybody involved in the making of it spent so maybe you should uh, like name the episode a bunch of questions and then a little talk about original cowboy i'll, I'll explain in the in the description <laughs> you know but uh all right austin i do have a couple quotes that were from the against me website at the time and uh one of these is an incredible quote but uh, so these are from Laura that were posted on the Against Me website when the album was announced. And this is what she said about the recording of this. She says, having already recorded our first full length album and two previous EPs with Rob at Gold, with Rob at Golden Tone, we wanted to do something different for our second full length. We specifically wanted to make an all analog recording with as few overdubs as possible, which is what we could do at Ardent. With Rob McGregor coming along to produce, we wanted to make sure he's familiar with the songs, so we made this demo recording. So basically, they went right into the studio, pumped this out, and goes like, okay, here's what we're doing. What do you think of these songs? It was essentially just so that... Laura and Rob could listen to these songs and sort of figure out what they wanted to do with the final versions. But Austin, the second quote that she says here uh, is an incredible thing. God bless her for (laughs) saying this. I'm just going to read it to you and and you see what you think of it. She says, Recorded and mixed in only a couple of hours, the original Cowboy was only meant to be a trial run. But listening to it today, there's a part of me that feels foolish forever recording these songs a second time. Uh, what do you think of that? I'd like, I mean, I, I mean, given uh, that, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just say, I don't dislike any of the songs on this album, I think it's they're perfectly fine 
the way they were recorded, but I also wonder if she really means that. I don't know. I think it's very nice of Laura to say that to help uh, Fat Records out yeah, and uh, try to help them sell some albums when they probably needed some money. But uh, there's no way she believes that. I just, there's, it's impossible. <laughs> no. She talked about it in her book uh, one time, like when she was at the height of her like um, disassociation and like self- uh, criticism and stuff that one of the things she just was like really down on herself because she's like you know interviews i just say whatever i think will sell a record yeah you know? well i mean i don't think that's uncommon i don't, I don't blame her for that at all no but uh all right i just thought that was a funny quote because it's like <laughs> come on laura let's move on austin i think i'm gonna go first here go the worst song for me was turn those clapping hands into angry bald fist. We both talked about how we really liked this song on the final album, but this song is the one that feels the most like they're just going through the motions. Like this really drags and just feels so just low energy. And this is also like how they close the album and it's just like it's a 22 minute album and this song makes it feel about 15 minutes longer than it actually is yeah and i love the final version of the song i think it's a great song but this this literally is the most like we just need to get this onto tape song here yes yeah <laughs> like it's the end of the recording we're tired <laughs> you know i just this album i didn't feel one way or the other on because i was just like i've heard these songs I, I'm gonna yeah. say the only one that was my favorite song. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. You're on, we're on worst. Oh, worst. worst. I, I'm just gonna pick one randomly because I don't okay. care uh, really about most of these songs. Uh, I didn't like Mutiny on the Electronic Bay. I didn't. Okay, that was I didn't like it on the original album. I don't like it on this one. I mean, sure. yeah, it just wasn't my song. All right, well, let's move on to best song. I'm pretty sure that we have the same answer. Uh, cause I really think there's only one song here, even worth listening to at all ever. But, uh, what did you think? What was your best song? Maybe only because it was different. I like yeah. unsubstantiated rumors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is quite different from the album version. Uh, and I really like this version. I don't know if I, I would say I prefer it to the album version or no. the other electric version, but, um, this to me was the one song that like, yes, this is what I'm looking for. This is a raw version of the song. It sounds different from the album. There's not a ton, but there's some minor lyric changes, just a little bit right? Uh, that make it enough that it feels like a different piece of music at the minimum, right. which is what I'm looking for from a demo. Uh, so I've re- I like this version of the song a lot. I think this is worth checking out. It'll obviously be on our playlist. We both picked it, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's the, and I would say really only if you just really love this song a lot, is it even worth checking out? Yeah. But I would say nothing else on this album is worth listening to more than once. If you're just like, I got to hear everything. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right. This is for the completionists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crazy people like me who just <laughs> want to hear everything who subject me to these things. <laughs> All right, Austin, let's talk about it next time. All right. Got a few things going on. First of all, 
I will have gone to see Apes to the State by the next time that we record. Uh, and I'm I'm very glad that I'm seeing them like in general, but I'm very happy that I'm seeing them like while we are doing the show because they have just sort of really by accident become like a big part of the show. We talk, yeah. I talk mm-hmm. about them on every single mm-hmm. episode. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun to go see them while we're doing the show. I'm, I'm a little worried, Austin. Why? I know that folk punk has a really strict dress code. You know what I mean? I know it's, it's very, we have talked about this previously that you have to, that you have to wear the exact right clothes <laughs> to be considered folk punk. So I'm worried <laughs> that I'm going to get to this show dressed to how I would normally dress. And they're, they're going to bully say, oh, the shit out of you. Yeah. They're going to be like, Oh, you shouldn't be here. So I tell you, I do, I do have one fear of like being like the old person at the show. Like, is this a nah. band that's for young people? Nah, you'll be fine. And then, but uh, don't I don't know. It. But we'll all listen together on the next episode. I think I think it'll be good because one of two things will happen. Either I'll go see them and they'll be really good. And that will be fun to talk about. Or they'll be bad or something will happen to me or the show will be canceled somehow and that will be fun for the listeners because they'll be like <laughs> you idiot <laughs> your your heartbreak is content. You've, been, you've talked about this for the past two episodes and it just <laughs> it didn't happen or it wasn't any good so i think either way that'll be good. so no matter what happens it'll be we'll talk about it next time uh, uh and there's another thing we're going to talk about um which yes and i know austin you're going to be excited about this because <laughs> next release we're going to talk about can <clears throat> Austin imagine if you will the album searching for former clarity um if if there was some kind of alternate version of that album uh <laughs> much like the one that we listened to today oh if only existed and was called total clarity and what came out in 2011 did they just and, take uh, like five years off and release all this other stuff to no, the this void? stuff all came out very like quickly the sort of like 2009 to 2012 period like a lot of stuff is just coming out all right all right well, so well, uh, let's listen to yeah. it all all right austin let me sell this one to you i think there'll be more to dig into with total clarity than with the original cowboy first of all okay these are really demos okay secondly we have three new songs all right that did not make the final album one of which is a cover song against me did not do a lot of covers uh i think we're only going to end up talking about two of them one of them is on this album. All right. Now, this is an artist that you would definitely be familiar with. Would you like to guess? No, I want to be surprised. You want to be surprised? Yeah. Don't, I'm, going don't tell, tell I'm going to tell you this. This is absolutely an artist you would be aware of. Okay. And they also have a wrestling connection. Oh, okay. The other thing we're going to do next time. I really appreciate everyone who's sending questions. I thought the questions was really fun, but I don't want to go to that well too many times. I think we will take questions 
one more time before we're done, but I felt like two shows in a row, that's maybe too much. So what I thought we would do, Austin and I are always sending each other music that inevitably the other one does not listen to, or maybe occasionally. I listen uh, to what you send me, by the way. (laughs) I would say about 75% of the time, sure. Uh, And I listen to most of the stuff Austin tells me to listen to, although I I will say I'm I'm more unreliable about it than he is. Um, But um, I do try to listen to most of it. But poor Dalton tells me stuff all the time, and I go, yeah, 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 I'm going to check that out. And brother, I'm not. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love you, Dalton, but I just don't trust you, man. No offense. (laughs) But uh, so what we're going to do is we are both going to pick three songs that we are fairly certain the other one has never heard before. And we are going to listen to these songs and review each other's songs. So I think that'll be fun and interesting and just something different. Talk about some music that's not against me. I'm going to tell you something right now, Austin. I'm going to tell you something right now. You put fucking K-pop on this playlist, the show's dead. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) Well, I wasn't planning to, but now maybe I I don't know. I don't want to hear any K-pop. I don't want to hear any fucking hyper don't worry i think i already know the three songs i'm gonna send you don't worry i got you all right i've got two in mind and i'm not sure about the third one but um all right let's go that's it that is it i just think like um if you i would say my advice is if it's like if you meet someone from a band don't insult them to their face that's probably not a good way to go about it uh (laughs) tell them they're the best yeah, just lie. Just say you're my favorite. Yeah. If- Done. So let's do 